Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Adventure Time, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. John McKenna. Hi, everybody. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. Today, Sam, John, Alex, and I are talking about the uh, December 17th episodes of Adventure Time, uh, Ring of Fire, uh, nope, uh, 17, Ring of Fire, Marcy and Hudson, and The First Investigation uh, that uh, will be airing uh, Sunday night on Cartoon Network, but were released on the Cartoon Network app and online early, and that's why we'll be talking about them before December 17th. Uh, we talk about Adventure Time here at the Overly Animated Podcast on the very rare occasion that it is new. You can find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated Adventure Time uh, to subscribe and not miss any of our future Adventure Time podcasts. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen these episodes, um, if you're listening after the 17th, then you could, they, they were on TV or they will be on TV or you can find them on the Cartoon Network app and website. So, uh, we're going to, so yeah, 17, Ring of Fire, Marcy and Hudson, and the first investigation. Spoilers for all four of these. Make sure you've seen them all. Uh, Sam, what are your overall impressions of these four episodes? So I guess in terms of like plot and what happens, et cetera, I was kind of underwhelmed, especially for uh, Marcy and Hudson, because I thought that was going to be like this big sweeping like statement on their relationship, like how Simon and Marcy was, but eh, is what it is. Um, I don't know. Like it wasn't a pain to watch. I certainly liked it. <laughs> uh, Joshua and Margaret. Not, not that. What was the episode? First investigation. Yeah. It's not Joshua Market investigation, because that already happened. Uh, that episode was probably the weakest out of all of them. I think, surprisingly, considering one was a tree trunks episode. But tree yeah, trunks. I thought they were fine. Okay, they were fine. Yeah, underwhelming plot wise, but still good. You'd say. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, typical, like, Adventure Time, you know, wacky things happen. We're getting more, like, plot injections, of course, but not as strong as I would like it to be. But we're, like, on, like, the home stretch here. So right. Considering it's going to ramp up. Yeah, after this, these four, we have eight plus one episodes to go. So we're, we're really we're really getting down to it now. Um, yeah, John, what are your overall impressions of these four? Um, I agree that they were not very plot heavy, but at the same time, I think going what you on what you said, Dylan, there's eight plus one episodes left. I think what they're trying to insinuate, um, both from uh, Marcy and Hudson and from Seventeen, is that Bubblegum's family are going to be integral to future plots. And I think this was a good way of introducing them, setting them up, keeping them in the background, so that the viewer is at least conscious of their existence and their overall importance. Um, aside from that, uh, yes, I do agree with Sam. Uh, Marcy and Hudson, I thought it was going to be a bit meatier, but it was nice to see Hudson kind of accept the fact he wasn't a great father and he's trying to make up for that. Uh, and But otherwise, I thought the episodes were great. I thought 17 was hilarious. But um, And First Investigation, it's grown on me. I mean, it definitely it's definitely one of Adventure Time's more experimental kind of not linear episodes. It worked better than some of the others. It was all right. Um, it, it certainly teased a, a, a future for sure because we had that uh, snake thing come back. But yeah, you know, a, it, it, it was another good solid run. No real bad episodes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Snake thing. Yeah. I guess, I guess kind yeah, of. The, the, that, that four, I think. I don't know, I don't know what to describe. I don't the, know how, the, how the, it was, alien dad. Is that what you mean? Shape, alien, shape, a, alien dad. Yeah. Shape, alien ship, yeah. shape. 
shape-shifting alien dad. Yeah, I guess Snake's one of the closest animals to that, but yeah. Okay, uh, we'll talk about Jake's alien dad, yeah. Uh, Alex, what do you think? I figured it was a strong batch of episodes. Uh, ignoring Ring of Fire, which uh, I think is the low point of the, mm. of the bomb, I think the 17 was very fun. Marcy and Hunson was, uh, was a nice ride. And the first investigation, it, it's, it's weird because I, I still am not sure if I like the episode or not. Like, it, it feels like an episode that's laying out things without really uh, focusing on the present. So like, I'm still confused on that. But as a, as a group of episodes, I think this is the strongest of the pre- because compared to the previous two Adventure Time bombs we've had since Elements. So uh, I, I like that it was uh, consistent in quality this time around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Alex and a lot of you guys. Um, I think these are four strong episodes. I really like all of them. So uh, like I'm going to have very few negative things to say uh the, the it's disappointing that like i guess we were recording these several days after we initially watched them they're out in the app a little earlier and initially it's like okay this is disappointing we're down in the home stretch like why aren't we actually doing anything with this show um but on if you ignore that i think these are really four of the strongest episodes that we've had in a while to be honest i like all of them uh for me for the first investigation is uh one of the best episodes of adventure time of the year how about that i think it's by far the best of these four and i really enjoy it then again i love time stuff so i'm biased towards this type of episode but i thought that the first investigation was excellent um ring of fire also very good i thought this was an essential tree trunks episode uh we needed to have it <laughs> had to have essential. it I'll, 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 I'll define essential so, i went down 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 to a burning ring of fire no it didn't uh yeah i don't why is it called ring of fire that's a good <laughs> actually about the ring oh. no it's not and i was thinking about this it actually does tie into the johnny cash song a bit Okay. Okay. We'll we'll get into that when we get into the episode, the Johnny Cash uh, analysis. Um, it's uh, seventeen. I thought was good. Um, maybe my least favorite somehow out of the four, but it was still that I liked all of them. And uh, Marcin Hunson is it, very initially disappointing because you know, like Adam Muto is storyboarding on this, it's being hyped as this big episode, and then it's just kind of nothing story wise. But it, it's it was still very good. Um, so yeah, I think we just need to not be expecting plot things from Adventure Time down the stretch, and then we'll be fine. That's that's kind of the main thing. I'm not convinced wow. any of our final eight episodes will have plot, to be honest. Like, are we are we really ending the show on a big ba- on a big bang? I don't, I'm not sure. So. Well, we got to do something about Gumball, right? Gumballed, rather. That's yeah. Well, if, they, I, if that's our big bang, then that is not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think bang. the issue with expecting plot is that the plot that we're being presented is uh, Gumballed being the final villain, right? And uh, he just hasn't uh, exactly won won me. At least personally, he hasn't won me over as a convincing villain. Well, they just haven't done like anything it, with any of them yet, right? Like it's yeah. He's not even se- in. The, he's not even in these. It's uh, Chicle is the is the big villain of these episodes, right? Well, like, se- seventeen. I think the entire family is the villain. This yeah, seems to be the villains here. In 17 is where they put their most effort into making Gumbald, you know, like kind of this uh, yeah. um, thinking forward villain. Like, uh, we don't need to attack them now. We, we've cut down Finn's self-confidence. That's enough for now. We'll do our next step in the plan later or whatever. But it, it just it, it doesn't feel like menacing enough, especially when you compare it to previous villains that this show has had. You yeah. had the Lich, who is literally the embodiment of all that is evil. 
and Dep- he's still technically in the show. Right. Depending on how they end this, not having the Lich as the final boss might be hard to swallow, given that he's they could easily put him in play in one episode. Like all you need is like one episode, three minutes to get the Lich back into play here, and that'd be much Didn't more. Did we satisfying. already take care of him though? He's still there, but he's in like Sweet Pea. It's there's the general idea is that it's a massive holding pattern. Right. They had whispers in three uh, three buckets. I think whispers specifically dealt with this epi- with this topic, but I don't even remember where we ended up. To be honest, I don't. It doesn't matter if you want if you want the lich there at the end, you can bring him back. But I don't know if we we want to do that. Uh, if, I don't know if the show wants to do that. Anyway, let's let's dive into the specifics of these episodes. Um, let's talk seventeen first. We can go uh, sequentially, and we're all thumbs up on seventeen. Yeah, no, big, I, I thought it was big a funny up. episode. Okay, John, you is it your favorite of the four? It is my favorite of the four. What, what did you specifically like about it? Um, I liked how it was just sort of a. I liked how it was good mix of comedy mixed with a sort of silly drama. Like the de- we definitely had. It shouldn't have been silly because uh, Fern comes back and you get Uncle Gumball. But at the same time, you sort of knew things were going to turn out not all that bad. I'm surprised Finn actually did lose the challenges because. You know, he's beating this guy. He It's the most whimsical beheading of somebody I've seen in a while because he comes right back. Yeah. He's just like so cavalier about it. It's like, Slice, it's a joke. I win. Oh, crap. It's not a joke. But then, you know, they do the coconut toss, the grease pole and all that. And he says it's the worst birthday ever. But it, but at the end, it winds up not being the worst birthday ever because he has a great ending. Yeah. Hashtag whimsical beheading. Um, but yeah, I guess it's a good ending to to this. Yeah, Alex, what, what's your? Hey, who, who doesn't want? Who doesn't want someone to emerge from their cake wearing a nice dress? Oh yeah, we'll talk. That's my favorite part of the episode. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I I was equally emotionally scarred from that image <laughs> as Finn. And, uh, I questioned my life choices at that point. Uh, but yeah, as as to my thoughts on on seventeen as a whole, I I really enjoyed it. I think the this level of humor was pretty good throughout, even if they're efforts to add dramatic elements didn't really work for me like uh, just chicle using fern as a puppet like all right whatever but uh huntress wizard i really enjoyed (laughs) like uh, i've always liked her and i I, uh, so i'm biased here but i enjoy how they're trying to incorporate her with the rest of the characters trying to be a bit more socially awkward since we've only seen her alone in the forest we haven't really seen her deal with other characters so she's kind of That's working good. her way Wizard in there analysis yeah good good yeah. analysis does that mean technically that huntress wizard and finn are now an item it seems like they're playing it that way but uh are, um, we, sh- are we shipping it is it is that i is... mean i i ship it but uh, hard by I don't know if the show is necessarily, but we we do get a nice uh, thing where he she gives him the elk's heart. To, this is of emotional and metaphorical significance. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I enjoyed that little uh, touch, and uh, yeah, and uh, also of course uh, we need to talk about um, bubblegum and Marceline uh, action. It, it's kind yeah, of it's, uh, like, it's a little bit more subtler we'll than Marceline Hansen. Yeah, we'll get Sam like on that, that in a second, but yeah. Yeah, so just the, from beginning to end, it's a, it's a solid episode of humor, uh, which is kind of what I'm looking for with Adventure Time these days to begin with. So I, I enjoy that. Okay. Uh, Sam, are you shipping Huntress, Wizard, and Finn? And also, what stands out to you from 17? I mean, I guess I don't really care about Finn's romantic life at all. Sam, if you could pick one of the three ships to be endgame for Finn, <laughs> would it be Finn and Bubblegum, Finn and Flame Princess, or Finn and Huntress, Wizard? 
I mean, obviously, it's going to be it's going to be Finn and Hunter's if, if you could, if you could pick, if you which if which I could, one? I yeah. don't know. I would, <laughs> definitely would not pick Finn and Bubblegum. Obviously, yeah, right. Uh, that's Finn the point. That's the, the point. This is better than all alternatives. That's that's what I'm saying here. But yeah, is what about Finn and LSP? Uh, yeah, where's LSP? Where's we need an LSP finale? That's got to be on the to do for remember a long remember a long time ago when Finseline was a ship. Oh my god! Oh don't, yeah! No, don't nobody showed that. Don't. Yeah. Did, did you? <laughs> okay. Anyway, Sam, uh, what stood out to you from seventeen? Well, I think the obvious thing that stood out to me was the handhold between. Yes, Marceline Bubble and Bubblegum. Yes, that if you've missed it, it was in the it was kind of in the foreground while we were focusing on the background of the uh, shot at towards the end when we're like uh, bring, happy birthday. Bring, when we're like bringing the cake in and happy birthday. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, they, they were they were they were explicitly holding hands. This is big yeah. uh, bub- bubbling development. Big correct? news. Yeah, and obviously that's the thing that oh, I know. Um, by the way, uh, underrated bubbling moment when Marceline jumps in front of bu- Bubblegum to protect her from uh, from Fern Sword as a giant vampire. I-, I enjoyed that part particularly as well. You're a vampire. You're yeah. a giant vampire. Yeah. Wait, Alex- Marceline. No, you just said you're a giant vampire, Alex. Oh, well, when Marceline the giant vampire <laughs> jumped Kill him! Trying to out Alex as a vampire here. They seem, to anyway. be, they seem to be intimidated by that. Like, that seemed to be the one thing that stopped them, and then they had to deal with that in episode in, in Marcy and Hudson. Like, I guess oh, yeah, I'll... they said what, uh, you know, the vampire yeah. girl is legitimately scary or whatever, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. It kind of sucks that uh, Finn's birthday just got ruined by this. Like, poor Finn, you know? It's just like... And then he has to have Ice King singing, like, doing Marilyn Monroe and his cake. Like, come on. I don't like that. <laughs> what? Why not? Flame princess. <laughs> I that? mean, let's be realistic. Dressing up as your ets by itself is a really harsh move, let alone <laughs> make it disguising that as celebrating you. <laughs> What's not to like about Ice King popping out of Finn's birthday cake and singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, too? I'm like, what is this? I hey, don't know. Uh, he's like 17 and it's kind of weird. Oh, hey, I- Ice King is allowed to be at this birthday, but the dress is a bit much. <laughs> Wait, that's the part that's a bit much? Not the yes, popping out of the cake? Popping out of the cake is fine, like, but yeah, dressing up as fine. your ets is kind of rough, man. Yeah, I think that you're missing the, the mark on what's the pro- problem here. It's one of it's one of those do we want is like why and do we really want to know? I mean I, I do. I think but... I think we know what's going on. I think I think Ice King is insane. Yes. Ice King chips himself with Finn. I, he's, 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 this is a birthday present for Finn. What's to, what's to, what's to understand, you know? Well, it's uh, better than like attacking him, so yeah, I guess I'll anyway. take it. Yeah. I think Finn would have preferred that. <laughs> I think he would have, yeah. I think Finn's scarred for life. In the vault. Yeah. I mean that's a good way to begin your seven your year of being seventeen. Like we were all like that at one point, right? Just you scarred know. for life. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I I thought that moment was really fun. That was the hardest I've laughed at Adventure Time in a long time. Yeah. Like, this is oh yeah. Good. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I th- I think this is a good episode. Um, the, the my problem with it compared to the other episodes is that it's not really a complete unit. Um, like I'm, I'm very much into, uh, things closing out and finishing where they started. And in this episode, we just kind of get introduced to, oh, it's Fern. Oh, it's the Gumball family. And none of that really landed for me. Um, like, I don't know what the point of it being Fern is. What's the point of bringing Fern back? What's the point of having the Gumball family and have that? I don't like, I'm not attached to that plot at all. And 
Like, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing tied together in this episode, but there's still, there's still, it was still funny and they're good moments. Um, but um, uh, yeah, also another thing is when, uh, Gumball, uh, Gumball says something like hint, oh my glob. And they kind of try to play that as a, as a twist, right? Like, oh, whoa. So that's what happened. But the problem is a lot of us had already theorized <laughs> that this was the case. So it doesn't exactly land as much as I think like Bubblegum tries to sell like, <gasps> Right, I thought that was somewhat apparent from the last group of episodes that that was that, that that's what happened at the end of Elements. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't that didn't seem like that much of a surprise. Like, oh, they got turned back. Like, it's not really a twist because we didn't know that they were turned into candy people when that happened in Elements. Right, that's an element right, that they yeah. introduced afterwards. Yeah, but Bonnabelle Bubblegum is the episode that kind of kind of sold us on this. Uh, so, like, but now that. In the context of this being the immediate next episode, it's fine. But like uh, on in a vacuum, the twist doesn't work. Yeah, I guess it's I guess it's hurt because it aired like three months, four months, uh, five. Yeah, but yeah, later. Like if it was if it was back to back weeks, it might have been better. But yeah, yeah, it's just the uh, it's like once again, Cartoon Network scheduling. It's bad. Dot exe. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they here. Um, but yeah, what? Okay, so what do we think about uh, Fern being back as the Green Knight? Dislike okay. expected. We saw that was we, like the whole thing. He killed him, and he was feeling like crap about it. Like, come on. Yeah, we. But so Uncle we, Gumball was going to bring him back. Right, that was we, the end. We, of we saw Gumball collecting Fern at the end of uh, that episode of Three Buckets, and we didn't know it was him at the time. But then he was introduced in Bonbo Bugalum. So yeah, it makes sense that Gumball has brought Fern back. Uh, my thing is, what's the point, Sam? Like, yeah, like you said, it's like we had, we closed out that arc. <laughs> Finn angst. What, what are we doing now? What do you think we're going to do with Fern, Sam? I don't know. Just like use it, use him as like a tool to prey on Finn's emotions and feeling towards his like bad side or whatever. I don't know. It's yeah, just so like it's it's pointless and we don't need it. I think it could work. Where do you see the show going with that, John? Um. Well. I have well just to start with we have to think about him as like he is the spirit of the grass sword and I've always felt that the grass sword and just that spirit has that great has that great darkness mysteriousness to it that when the show has used it it really is that sort of can be good can be evil it's this it's this great wild card that that, that isn't overplayed um I think what's going to happen is Fern will be uh Maybe a tool, as Sam said, but also maybe as a more conscious character who has it, who is trying to take over Finn's life and get back to him because he still has that desire. And now that he has Uncle Gumball, the two paths might be crossing and he's going to be maybe not the ultimate villain, but he might be like one of the sub villains going forward that Finn will actually have to deal with in a deliberate manner rather than accidentally killing him. Yeah. I, I there's something there's something to Fern being the final boss in that it's mostly just uh Finn's internal angst battle. Like whereas Uncle Gumbald I don't care about, um Finn I do care about. So Fern is like a a, a avatar for Finn's uh Finn's internal uh, arc and angst and stuff. I don't know. Maybe that could be something. Mm. 
Right. And, and uh, as we talked about with, with three buckets, uh, Finn dealing with internal angst has pretty much been a theme this entire show. And we've, do- we've done this plot line before, and we- I thought we had cleaned it up with three buckets, but I guess we're going to just keep stretching it along. Uh, Fern himself in this episode, I don't particularly mind because to me, Fern was never really developed as a character to begin with. So you bring him back as a puppet. Well, th- that's that's pretty much what he was to begin with. So, so, yeah, so just uh, I, I don't mind him being used as a tool because I never developed an emotional connection to him. The, it, despite them dedicating an entire season to, to him, it didn't work. So if you want to keep him around, the Gumball trying to prey on Finn's emotional stuff, fine. And that, that does seem to be the point of this episode of 17 because by the end, uh, Gumball says, well, look, your, your hero's broken inside and that, that's all we needed. And so it seems that that's what, what they're aiming for to begin with. So whatever, as a, as a tool, he's okay. I, I don't have any faith in him becoming a character unless you want to do something drastic with him, like, say, him turning on Uncle Gumball. If you want to try something like that, that might be interesting. But just him being a tool, whatever. Yeah, I could, I could, I could maybe see that. Him, him At the same on. time, though. At the same time, though, we could say that, you know, we were sort of over this Finn angsty thing. But if there's one underlying takeaway from the episode, it's that Finn really does still have a lot of growing up to do. He was, you know, he got really cocky really quick. He thought, I'm 17. I got this. I've hit my stride. And he was making all these dumb decisions when he was trying to challenge uh, Fern. Like he's letting him pick the battle. He thinks he could take it all on his own. Everyone's yelling, no, don't do that. Don't do that. He's still a little bit. He still has a little bit more growing up to do. So I think having that a little bit more of that Finn angst thing, it's still going to be good for the character because there's more you can do with that. And there's more he needs to do with that. Yeah, I, I agree that that's a theme of this episode because Finn's talking about how he's, uh, oh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 17 now. I'm late, late teens. Like he keeps saying it. And really, he's not much more mature now. So I, well, I feel like. At the- yeah, but it's like at the same time, 17-year-old Finn Angst is going to be different from 15-year-old Finn Angst, which is going to be different from 13-year-old Finn Angst, which is one of the show's real strong points. Yeah, we've we've been really hitting on the uh, Finn character arc. That's definitely something that the show has presented as being very important to it. And uh, yeah, maybe that's why we need Fern back in play. Um, I do think it's it's possible that Fern is not the same Fern as before. Like, uh, he's, he seems to know Finn, but I don't know. I, I, like Alex said, maybe more of just a a puppet for them and not, uh, like not having the same consciousness as previous Fern. Um, so I, I, all of that kind of, kind of up in the air. Um, but yeah, before, before he, uh, reveals himself as Fern, he's the Green Knight and, uh, they're playing the birthday games. Um, yeah, he has, he has been beheading him and then they, they play the games and he's cheating and yeah. I don't know. I don't have any takeaways about that, but it was fun. Finn is totally getting played. Yeah, he's getting played. Um, and uh, only other things from the episode. I, I think we buried the most important person, buried the lead on the most important person of Finn's birthday, which is Starchy. Uh, <laughs> wow. He didn't get oh. Finn Diddly Squat. <laughs> yeah. He lost his shovel. He's, yeah, well, Starchy, uh, Starchy was invited and he was wonderful and everything he said was great. Um, but yeah, we talked about Huntress Wizard. Bimo was there, he didn't do anything. Uh, he made a game for him. Uh, yeah, they all gave them presents, yeah, that's right. And uh, except for Starchy, Jake doesn't really do anything this episode either. Um, and PB and Marceline were there, so well, yeah. J- Jake is the one who brings out the giant cupcake at the end, right? <laughs> 
Is that was that a Jake's big, gift? A thin okay. cake. Yeah. Okay, I didn't even tell. I was too distracted by uh, ice cake. See, like in that sense, Ice King dressing up as Flame Princess kind of works because Jake is known to be a troll. So <laughs> it, was a, it was a prank, a Jake pr- classic Jake prank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now thinking about it, it makes more sense now. I don't know. That episode didn't really present yeah, that guess. to me. But yeah. That makes it more cruel then because Jake knows exactly what happened between <laughs> I think, and yeah. Right. right. Yeah, I think Jake did know what happened. And uh, I mean, look, I, I, Jake's never been a nice person. So this is a certain <laughs> character, I think. Okay. Uh, anything else from the episode? Uh, um, no. Well, we can go back to so, so what what is Gumball's end game here exactly? Because uh, it, it seems that in this he does at some point pull out the serum and is like, well, "Oh, you thought we were happier as candy people? How don't you try it?" So like is it as simple as uh, we want to take over the kingdom, get Bubblegum out? Is that it? I guess so. So far maybe, yeah. I don't think we've been presented with anything specific. As of now it's just King of Boo 2.0 to be honest. So Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I think we probably would have to rewatch Bonobo Bubblegum to like remember what his motives are. Uh, probably, you know, I mean, doing pro- some capitalism, making some money, etc. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uncle Gumball. Uh, hopefully, uh, if we're gonna do him as this prominent villain to end the show, let's uh, let's let's do it. Let's do it uh, big. Let's let's have some more interesting things. Okay, then you yeah. talk Ring of Fire. Uh, because I said this is the uh, Tree Trunks episode we needed. It's her swan song. Right, as, exactly. Uh, as far as we know. Aww. Yes, this is the Tree Trunks finale. I think we're going to be getting... So Adventure Time's always been a show that is, or at least for the past four years or five years, it's gone uh, through 20-ish arcs back-to-back. Like, uh, it has its 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 Tree Trunks episode, then it's Bubbling episode, then it's... Uh, then it's uh, Bubblegum's past episode or whatever. Like it, we're just we're just rotating through plot lines, and we need to end some of these. So I think we're going to get finales for a lot of them. This is our Tree Trunks finale, and this answers the long-standing question of what were her previous marriages? Like we get the history. Oh, I was so interested in that. I was interested <laughs> in that. Alex here has been uh, disrespecting the vital side character that is Tree Trunks uh, uh, ever since we've seen this episode. So, um, Alex, uh, you what, why I'm putting what you got to be put on blast here. Well, what what, what what weren't you getting about the brilliance that is Ring of Fire? Of all of the twenty rotating plot lines Adventure Time has, do you really want to give this priority? Yes, <laughs> that, I do. That, that, that that's my thing. Like. Uh, what does it matter what Tree Trunks' past is? She's not an important character. She's, uh, is brought, she's used as a joke, uh, as an old lady who's saucy. That's her entire character. Uh, uh, this is... Uh, th- th- there is no point for, to, to see the... It's nice. I mean, sure, stick it in like the middle of season five or whatever. But uh, I, I, I don't care about Tree Trunks' life. And I don't think I got anything out of this episode. Even the jokes were kind of... Uh, there wasn't much jokes besides uh, I, I, I dump people easily. Great. That, I already knew that about you. So wrong, wrong, wrong. All of that was wrong, Alex. Tree Trunks is the most vital side character in this show. She's the first side character. Right. She's number one. She's original OG character from Adventure Time, and she must have her conclusion here. And And from her first episode, I didn't enjoy her, so, you know. She has the important job of being the Lich's mom. I mean... That's that pretty important. important. They did give her an important job eventually. I, Tree Trunk is iconic, and we needed to give her a finale. And she is uh, like 
iconic. I'll give you that. She's iconic, right? Like you need if you can't just end Adventure Time without having this episode. Like this yes, is you can. She's too can, iconic. She's like, you can no. make her show up for like two minutes in no, one of these stop. episodes, no. and that we need, be a, we good need a complete detailing of her history. We needed it. <laughs> we, we need it. The world needs to know. And I'm personally, uh, my I mean, life my life is much better off for having seen Tree Trunks' uh, history, Alex. Is your life really that enriched by knowing <laughs> yes, that, yes, that yes. Tree Trunks had a second husband named Danny? Yes, I needed to know about Danny. I did. I really did. <laughs> so what, what did you think of Ring of Fire? I actually, I really enjoyed it in a way that I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. I don't know, because I'm not really the biggest Tree Trunk fan. I think, like, her episodes are kind of boring. And, you know, I'm not an old lady, so whatever. But I thought this was actually really compelling. And, you know, a lot of the jokes and gags were, like, you know, hashtag relatable. And it was interesting to see where Tree Trunks came from in her past and how she was, you know, a leaf in the wind. But now, you know, she's settled down. And it's just a good sort of dialogue about growing up i think <laughs> right yes you know when you're younger like any adventure is good but you know as you get older you start to realize you know maybe your choices weren't as good and you know maybe the choices you made now as in like settling down that's the best adventure of all so i liked it that's the best adventure of all wow deep yeah growing <laughs> up <laughs> yeah john thoughts on ring of fire um, I actually liked it and getting back to what I was, I actually really liked it. It, um, it was nice seeing how, uh, you know, you sort of thought that she just had a bunch of marriages that just didn't pan out. But as it turns out, one marriage, she ended before the honeymoon. The other one she ended cause it was a trick. The only one that lasted long before Mr. Pig was with Wyatt, who we already knew was her ex-husband, but is also pathetic. Mm. So I find it kind of hilarious that that was the one that she stuck around with the most um but again i was kind of excited for this one again i am a big johnny cash fan and i actually really liked how they were actually they did genuinely use the lyrics to build this episode around which i thought was actually kind of clever the way they did that okay give us an example of that well the song itself isn't really about a literal ring of fire it's about what love does to you and the the adventures and the risks and the intensity that of the of your actions when you are in love. And we see that with Tree Trunks. She was willing to, like, she was about to get married to Randy, and she was going to travel the world with him, but realized that she couldn't stay attached, so she left. But then she became a pirate because she, want, she wanted tight men. No idea what that means. <laughs> but, uh, yes, you do. <laughs> Okay, yes, I do. That's and I'm the highlight of the episode, yeah. Yes, I do, and I'm jealous I'm not a tight man. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> there you go. Okay, but anyway, but but she uses that and she becomes a pirate. It's this really again, it's another intense moment. She ditches her ship to be with Danny, um, and then maroons him and then blows up her ship when she realizes it was her old ship, which was a trick. And it's these very intense, very extreme emotions, and love was the driver in all of them. And that was the main theme of Johnny Cash's song, Ring of Fire. It's about the intensity. So, in a sense, it was a, the title is very appropriate. Yeah, very, very okay, very pro. I like I like that analysis. That's good. Um, yeah, Sam linked in the chat. Uh, Steve Wol- Wolford, uh, writer storyboard for this episode, said Ring of Fire is the most sex mad thing I ever boarded for Adventure Time. <laughs> so, 
Well, yes, you know why? Because it's a tree trunks episode. Every tree trunks episode is full of innuendo. Get That's over. true. That sexy, sexy elephant. <laughs> that is that is kind of the premise of the character. Yeah. Okay. Here's why this episode's brilliant because <laughs> because it's because it's brilliant. I don't know what's what what's what's what are we even getting here? We saw Tree Trunks uh, history as a pirate, as a shipping magnate. Uh, we saw her in high school, and we saw her uh, after she settled down with Wyatt. Now, terrible that was, and then uh, her appreciating her present to a certain extent. Um, I agree, it's really relatable. There's a lot of great quotes uh, from from this that we'll get into, and uh, the tight men thing is 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 the best. Uh, she says, "Drown all but the tightest men." <laughs> and- <laughs> It's so funny. I uh, and yeah, that's just her as a as a pirate captain. Um, she she disavowed afterwards. There no more tight men. Um, uh, Mister Fiduti, which I thought was like uh, something booty, and I'm not sure if it's supposed to be, but uh, the like uh, first first mate. Um, but yeah, I just I was really into it. I saw, I saw that the the history here. Uh, so we had let's go over them. So we had Randy uh, in uh, she's from Tiny Mammal Kingdom. I don't know if we knew that already, but um, and uh, Randy needs the ring, and I threw it. Uh, Tree Trunks is like I threw it down a bottomless pit. Uh, no, that's not right. Um, but then but then that is in play, and uh, yeah, Randy was the first husband after they graduated, and. Uh, they uh she's about to take off and then he says uh marry me and then they do and uh, then she's she just abandons him says i'm a wild child um sam you were into the <laughs> what what part of this did you connect with the the randy flashback uh the giraffe was gay i'll tell you the why one, the dude no one understood remembers what? who the giraffe is the one that yeah, gets the, her to sign the cookie yeah, yeah, like, the background yeah. <laughs> no but here, here, here's the thing she she like well, what's the word? Frantically asked Tree Trunks to sign her swim team yeah. photo, which is gay in its of itself. But then Tree Trunks hands it back and gives her a little wink. So yeah. she's definitely a fan of Tree Trunks at the very least. Yeah, yeah. So like Tree Trunks is appealing to everybody. Yeah, I mean she was homecoming queen and stuff, so she's yeah, always exactly. fans. Yeah, um, she was the popular girl. Yeah. <laughs> As as we all know, because she's the best, and she because she's she's the sex symbol apparently, right? So she it, she it goes all the way back here. Danny was the Danny, the second husband, and she was a pirate, Captain Tree Trunks, um, and uh, Peanut, which was the two monkeys in a in like a sheet or something, and uh, yeah. The, what what do we think of this plot line? Easy. easy. It it, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Beach City Drift, where Kevin also pretends to have a sick sibling. Uh, they, they really give me that vibes, like. Uh, oh, Kevin! Okay. I like the Kevin reference, although I don't get it. Wow. But okay. I well, don't get how it because relates. here he's pretending to have a sick or disabled sibling, and I'm I'm always like, Ugh, I think that, Kevin is Kevin's happens. relevant because uh, we he's also a wonderful side character, much like Tree Trunks. There you go. Um, why well, for different uh, reasons? <laughs> Shove them both off on an island by themselves. They'll be happy together. That's the new spinoff. Show. Oh God! That's, that's I'd love. I'd watch that show. Uh, why? Why? It's the third husband who we knew about, and um, yeah, she became a shipping magnate, and uh, why it was the secretary. Um, and uh, we we saw their wedding, I think, right with King of Ill, and so we see that again. Uh, and uh, yeah, she says she gave I'm, all her money to. Yeah, see all her money to King of Wu. I'm never wearing clothes again, she says. And so then, Tree Trunks has been naked the entire yeah, time. That's what we learned in this episode. So is Mr. Pig, apparently. 
Yeah, yeah they live true. in their little nudist colony in the orchard. That, that's great. Yeah, but then Sweepy has devil clothes, child. So, like, what's that about? Yeah. Well, true. Sweepy is kind of humanoid, so I guess they're like, well, he has to have clothes. But we're animals, so we, we, our, our natural state is to be wild. One, one of the uh, relatable lines uh, we're talking about, uh, Tree Trunk says, I thought Glob told me, here's someone who needs your love. But what he really must have said was, go suck an egg, Tree Trunks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, from from the beginning of the episode, uh, talking to Sweet Pea in the beginning, she says, uh, Sweet Pea's like, why are you crying? She says, uh, that's just something that happens when, gr- when grownups think about their lives for too yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was all right. <laughs> so depressing. It's great. Yeah. It's well, because sweet, sweet, sweepy sold it, sold that line for me though too, because like it's like gen- genuinely, innocently asking. Yes, and she she, <laughs> she responds, uh, uh, yeah, honestly, um, yeah, why, yeah, why? It's like I'm gonna throw the uh, ring in in a pit, in a bottomless pit. So. He never did. It's his uh, was it his like suck suck ring? <laughs> what does that even mean? He's oh, like peeping. I don't think we no. want to know, but yeah, it's oh, God. Uh, Mr. Pig falls from the ceiling, and then uh, why? Why it's also there, and uh, yeah, they're, they're, her and Mr. Pig are on solid ground now, and you and Sweepy are, 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 are my greatest adventure. So yay, everything's good for for and tree trunks. Finally, Randy got his grandma's ring back, yes. which is the most important part of the episode. I mean, I guess Randy was the least problematic of the <laughs> of the husbands, so it's fine if he gets it. Back. He, he, he never got a chance. He got jilted. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have proposed right when they graduated. That's not a good call. So it's not like it's not like this is uh, like he should have seen this coming. But yeah, he he was the only one that wasn't his fault. So yeah, he, he got his ring great. Although he wasn't he wasn't super nice or anything in the present. Um, but yeah, so we're happy with uh, Mr. Pig and Tree Trunks' conclusion here. I guess. I guess yeah. I, I actually do appreciate kind of what they've done with Mr. Pig over the years because he kind of started off a bit more like uh, on the jealous side, which was always a bit uncomfortable. But uh, now he seems to like still be still have that side to him, but he's not as violent uh, or as uh, as um, as exerting of his power as he once was. Like he kind of lets the other two exes fight amongst themselves while he's trying to explain him, himself like with words. So just um, I, I like Mr. Pig and Tree Trunks, uh, and Mr. Pig in particular, I think he's progressed as a character, subtly but slowly. Yeah, I barely remember Mr. Pig, so it's been it's been a long time. The show's been on the air for seven seven eight years, yeah. And he's uh, making like vats of porridge for Sweepy. Yeah, she, he was struggling, I guess, but yeah, I guess yeah, Sweepy. That did a lot food, of food budget must be huge. <laughs> yeah. Poor Sweepy, I love. Well, them. but they have a bunch of apples around them. That that could have just been all the apples they grew. He didn't apple, need to spend a cent. Apple pie, yeah, yeah. We well, called back to the original tree chunks apple pie stuff with the uh, Wyatt there. Yeah, it's great. Man, <laughs> man can't live on apples forever. I mean, tree chunks can. Yeah, what else does she yeah. eat? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, there's our tree chunks. Like Marcy and Hunson are Hunson Aberdeer finale. I, I don't know why we needed this either, but actually, um, hold on. Be- before you hold, hold on, before you go back there, I just noticed I noticed something in uh, Ring of Fire that I wanted to bring up. Randy was wearing in the flashback. Randy was wearing a white sweater with a red R on the front. Oh, this. Okay. Uh, I am calling this right now. Team Rocket exists in this universe, and he's part of Team Rocket. Okay, I have no comments on that, but okay. 
no comment or you just not want to believe <laughs> yeah maybe i'm not i'm not in deep enough to pokemon to and uh avenger time take place on the same earth i'm just i just noticed the coincidence i was like he's hey look he's team rocket yeah maybe that was a team rocket reference i don't know okay let's talk marcy and, and hunson um sam we're excited to see hunson aberdeer back I mean, I was excited at the idea of this episode. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get deep into the daddy issues, aren't we? But we kind of didn't. Um, but I think overall, it was it was a nice little surprise, a nice little wrap up. I think, you know, like we haven't seen him for like years at this point. Has so. he been in since the finale? Whatever finale he was in. Hold on, let me look it up. Like he he was in what the season one or two finale, right? And yeah, uh, it, or yeah season season two. Last- Season two premiere, okay, and okay, that- yeah, his uh, last appearances. Let's see, his appearances. It came from the Nightosphere, Daddy's Little Monster, Memory of a Memory, and all of the little people. Okay. So and all the little the people doesn't count. <laughs> return and return of the Nightosphere, mentioned yeah. and pictured, says mentioned the Wikipedia. Okay, uh, he hasn't been on for a while. Yeah, um, but yeah, not since like season four or five. Yeah, Alex, what good idea to have our Hunson finale? I'd say so. Um, it, it's interesting because it, it just kind of it's uh, it continues the whole bad dad theme of this show because it feels al- almost the same as Mar- Martin and Finn, except like this would, uh, would this would have been the best case scenario of how Martin would have turned out. Like, yeah, he's still bad, but at least he's making an effort. Uh, Martin never did that, but it seems Hansen like he he at the end he even like spells it out right. I'm bad, but I'm not so bad, right? Yeah. So he just it's like uh, I'm not going to change, but at least I'm I'm making an effort now that more than I used to. So it's 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 okay. Uh, I I think Hansen is funny, so that that resolves my my issues with it being kind of a recycled theme. But uh, it, it was all right. I and mean, if you want to bring Hunson back since he was so integral early, early on in the show, the, the, that was fine by me. Uh, yeah. John, what do you think of Hunson in this episode? I thought it was an interesting approach to see to have Hunson Abadir be this try at least try to redeem himself in the eyes of his daughter. And what's interesting from a viewer's perspective is you, you didn't want to believe he was doing that because we knew so much about him. We knew what he was capable of. But toward the end, I was actually surprised that he was genuinely trying to be there for his daughter. She, he was trying to support her, but he was doing it just all the wrong way. Uh, she was beating up on ghosts. He was stealing their cameras to try to get up front. He was being an embarrassing dad. And he got his butt kicked by ghosts because of Pet Butt's spell. But after a while, I think maybe he needed to get his butt kicked a little bit because he maybe needed that humility to actually fully try to actually make his daughter understand that he is trying to be a better father. And it is a little bit different. I was a little bit underwhelmed, but we kind of had enough Marcy Hudson backstory to begin with that I wasn't sure if we really needed more of that. So I think it worked. Yeah, I, I do want to say the flashback of uh, Marcy building her house and then Hudson just busting in like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> like to me, that uh, it was funny and it was just enough. Like uh, because uh, we've always been like, well, how did Simon do the whole transfer to Hudson thing? And uh, really, this, yeah, it seems like it's just like he summoned like who who called me? Oh, this is nice. So I'll look over there, souls. <laughs> like it, it kind of just fits with what we've seen of his personality, and it's like uh, okay, that that's all I need. It's just so wet when they met, it seemed to be without much consequence. Cool, and that just set the tone for the rest of their relationship. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, I didn't I didn't need any uh, specific hunts and takeaways here. So what we got was fine, I guess. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's bad, but not so bad. Sure. He he was funny in this episode. Um, he's uh, he says, I'm in town for a week and I don't have a place to stay dot 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 uh, to 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 Marceline. And uh, yeah, he's a few good exchanges with like Finn and stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't take that much away from him. And, uh, to be honest, I didn't take that much away from Marceline specifically in this episode either. Like, I think her concert, uh, was her singing Slow Dance with You. I thought that was, like, visually and visually good and it sounded good and stuff. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. Sam, I don't have a lot to talk about about her, her performance or anything. Oh. Uh, what did you get out of it? Loved it. Gay. Great. <laughs> um, I gay. don't know. Yeah, gay. Very good song. Uh, written by Babo Baggins, who is yeah. a person huh? I'm told. Yeah. Huh? Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and H- Hinden Welch, uh, voice of Bubblegum as background singer. Yeah. Wow. So love it. Great, wonderful, perfect, spectacular. The anthem of a generation. What, gen- what, what generation? This generation. <laughs> like like in the Adventure Time world and post apocalyptic generation. It, it, it transcends universes. Uh, it transcends universes. Uh, I'd say it's the anthem of frustrated teens who see their crushes going with someone else. Exactly. So I really enjoyed it. I think you know this might be the last Marceline performance we get. So you know we gotta. It, it goes out on a high note. I think one of the better songs. Yes, yeah, Sam links uh, Bebo Baggins on uh, on Twitter saying, uh, she says, I wrote Slow Dance with You about this girl who didn't like me because she had a boyfriend, LOL. So, exactly. Like, an inherently gay song, yeah. Okay. And she's singing with the ghost girl in the background, yeah. Um, it's uh, it, was, it was a nice performance, yeah. Thumbs up. I don't get, what's the ghost aspect? Why are they at a uh, graveyard and... Uh, I, I, I did enjoy this part because it is actually a callback to a season one episode, Ghost Princess, that they, there's an entire episode in the cemetery. And I, I, I recognized a lot of it, so it's just kind of weird. So I, so I was like, oh, yeah. well, where's this from? And so I had to go back and look for it. But that's a really weird callback to make this late in the, uh, this late in the show. Yeah. Hamburger so, Hill Cemetery. Yeah, we had that season one episode. Also at the end where they're at the pizza place, they're at Pizza Sassies, which is the setting for a, a Lumpy Space Princess episode where she's trying to uh, get Finn and Jake to find the pizza man in one of those episodes. Uh, Jake turns into a car, I think. And, the, yeah. and then he like eats Finn? Yeah, yeah, that episode. But yeah, the, this episode was weird because it had a couple of callbacks that are like not really useful at all. But it's like, oh, I recognize that. And also, uh, I think this pizza place was in Blank Eyed Girl, which was an episode in season seven too. They're just eating; it, nothing happens. They just eat pizza, and I just remember because it was three hundred fifty dollars for the pizza. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. that's you know. okay. inflation. I'm glad. <laughs> Yeah, whenever. No, uh, yo, it's because like, it was three fifty dollars pizza, and Finn just like paid it as if it was nothing. So, well, he yeah, has I mean, like a whole bunch of tre- treasure in this house. <laughs> For thousands of years in the future, I guess it is inflation. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and while we're on the subject of gay, also uh, Marceline wearing P- uh, Princess Bubblegum sweater from yeah. the states. That 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 yes. that's pretty gay. <laughs> yeah, Love which, it. We, which we've done done before with uh, Sky Witch them. Uh, PB with Marcy's what pajamas, right? Yeah, and yeah. then um, right before, like the very first episode of Islands, they did it. They like switched jackets. Yeah, and then so <laughs> well, while we're on the topic, and then at the end, um, 
uh, Hudson asks, uh, so when are you going to have some kids to uh, Marceline? <laughs> I'm not, Dad. Jesus. Uh, Also, uh, when uh, um, uh, Hansen asks, uh, is she dating anyone? Then maybe? Right. So, yeah, that's the other line. So, uh, this entire episode is like a backdoor bubbleine episode without bubblegum being in it. Yeah, so let's talk. She's not at the end, but. I, I, I heard I, I read that as just Finn not knowing if Marceline was actually dating anybody or not. Well, let's, let's I, say that line. So he says, uh, Hudson says, is she, is she uh, still all goody goody, still half vampire, started dating anyone? Finn says, uh, yes, uh, yes, but no, then again, yeah, then yes again, and maybe. Um, so uh, the middle one, the still half vampires, we're talking about stakes. Uh, that's why that's a convoluted answer. And then uh, Finn says, maybe to start dating anyone. I, I mean, I think Finn hangs out with these people a lot, and there's not, there's they're, they're a large community in this post apocalyptic world so i think this finn is is referencing the uh up in the air relationship status of marceline and bubblegum for sure and uh yeah sam what do you think of how this episode approaches um marceline and bubblegum's uh potential current romance i mean it doesn't directly do anything but you know in terms of like roundabout hints and you know little seeds i think it does a good job you know little things like the song and the sweater and the answer so yeah. hopefully so the, the, the real question is one of what are is one of these last eight episodes a, a, a bub line finale right like oh my like, god i uh, i know i'm kind of worried that this is the backdoor bubbleine episode honestly yeah. like what what if this is the most we're gonna get yeah. i kind of i would not mind that because I'm, I'm actually sort of i'm actually definitely in the no camp and wanting bubbleine to happen on camera you're, uh, yeah you're um one of the few. I think this is a popular <laughs> fandom uh, thing. That's that's. If it doesn't be- happen, whoever the powers that be will get a strongly worded letter from me. Right. So question well, one is. Powers. Question We're one not is letting will, this happen. Yeah. Will one of this uh, last episodes be that? And also, even if you don't, will they just have like some uh, kiss scene in one of the last few episodes? And I think that's something we're going to be strongly tracking because they've just continued to have this be a part of the show so much. And you know, how are you going to do uh, end Adventure Time without finally consummating the Marceline Bubblegum relationship? It's 2017. It's time. Like, they, they started this, like, five years ago, and it was a slightly different uh, uh, entertainment climate, and it would have been super revolutionary if they had them to, uh, explicitly together. Um, but things are different now, and we've had many different shows surpass this in terms of, represent- in terms of queer representation. Um, and at this point, like Adventure Time is in the Stone Age with with uh, with bu- with uh, Bubblegum and Marceline. Like this is like not acceptable if we don't do uh, something like with them. Like you don't need to, I guess, because it's not you don't need to do anything in Adventure Time specifically. Like there's, there's no like thing, de- definite thing you need to do with the show to finish the show. But if there is things that we're gonna do, like this is one of them. Like have them kiss or something and show it explicitly because they've refused to do that to this point, uh, right, well- Sam? And I, I do think it's notable that we've been uh, pushing a lot more bubbling lately because if you just look at the last uh, the four episode span, Bonneville Bubblegum, Seventeen, Ring of Fire, Marceline Hunson. That's four episodes back to back. Three of them have Mar- Marceline and Bubblegum Bubblegum together in some capacity. So they're definitely doing. They're definitely trying to push it to the forefront a little bit more in this final season. So even hopefully, if they don't, hopefully building it up to uh, something. Yeah, that you would think, right? If they're making an, a concerted effort here to show them more frequently. Yeah. Um, uh, well, here's uh, there is one thing I have to I sh- I'd like to mention, uh, Dylan. You said that y- I know you criticized Adventure Time a little bit for being sort of backwards in comparison. 
when the first bubbling instance came out, it was season one. And the reason why they didn't want it to be canon was because Adventure Time, at the time, it probably still does, it airs in countries where homosexuality on right, screen. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I, I get this. I get this. Yeah, this I is a frequent. It. This is a frequent talking point, and yeah. it's it's definitely a thing that's true that uh, like th- these these uh, networks are conscious of uh, of them airing internationally, and that's a big reason why they push back against this. Um, I, as I've said many many times on this podcast, I don't care about that, and uh, it's it's the impetus is upon Cartoon Network and other networks to be progressive in this. Like, uh, like really, you think they're your uh, your Africa slash Russia? like viewership is that important to your bottom line no so uh but, it's, and adventure time yeah. certainly doesn't have problems censoring things anyway in other countries and then they'll, they'd censor none, it anyway, none, none right? of the cartoon so, network episodes do but right, so they they say so yeah anyway so yeah sam what do you but, uh yes yes john well I, yeah, I was gonna say though but my opposition to having bubbling it has nothing to do with me not not saying that they were canon i i believe they are my issue is just that it's part of the whole relationship is based upon the fact that they were dating at one point, but have grown apart. And I actually kind of like the the sort of platonic dynamic that they have. I think it it's enriched by the fact that they were once in a relationship. I'm not entirely sure it would be a great thing to get them back together. Because I so think it's I'd... a good example of you could still be friends with someone even after you've broken up and you can have that close friendship without okay. I, yeah uh, I, I i do think that is how they were presented before that's completely valid because that is like how they were presented on the show to start with that they were they like dated thousands of years ago and are but the now, problem is the show dating. has never actually said they've dated so that's it, the, one it, of the problems of per- is one they just haven't explicitly said it so that yeah. that's stupid and two we we're past that point like we are at a point where they are exploring their romance in the present i think that uh between in the past it's hard to tell, gauge time and adventure time but the past uh, whatever season, like uh, you, like they're holding hands. It, it, yeah, in, I think in, ever since the end of Stakes, probably. Right, like they're currently, like they're probably currently dating. Like, yes, like that is a good point, John. That is that that was what their relationship was about. It was about the fact that they, uh, it was someone who you were with in the past and like trying to get over and stuff now, and they were dealing with their emotions. That, but the show has already pivoted. That's already happened. So at at this point, I think we might as well continue that that plot. And uh, yeah, we were we all think they're dating, right, Sam? Like, yes, they're cur- currently so. Fit, Finn is Finn is unclear on it, much like us. But let's 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 clarify that. I, I think I mean, there's like, a possibility that they're not dating, but like they're together and they haven't really decided to. Define they probably their haven't talked about status. it. Status, yeah. yeah, they're yeah. less at each other's throats, basically. They're it's they're, they're certainly more friendly, no matter how you look at it, than than and closer than earlier in the series. But yeah, Sam, what's your what's your ultimate wish list for the two of them in the last eight episodes? I mean, obviously, a kiss would be the best thing to happen. Maybe like. They did this in the comics, I remember, like, a couple years ago. Like, co-rulers of a kingdom. Like, the vampire candy kingdom. That's nice. I'd like that. Marriage co-rulers, right? Yeah, right? Um, I don't know, but realistically, I know probably we'd have to scale back. Maybe, like, just some, like, explicit words. uh, Explicit actions that are maybe less than a kiss. Which, you know, I'll settle for because, you know, desperate times uh you know handhold etc but you know obviously the main confirmation of this romantic relationship would be a kiss and that would be the best thing to happen other than hey marceline you're my girlfriend hey bonnabelle you're my girlfriend like 
Duh. Right. That'd be really good too. Yeah, Conf- direct confession of love. But anything less than a kiss is unacceptable. I think at this point, look at <laughs> look at um, things that will be airing in 2018. Um, so Cartoon Eric hasn't had like an explicit direct like on the lips uh, non straight kiss to this point. There is like the one episode of Adventure Time with Ruby and Sapphire where they're like basically they're kissing. So Steven Universe, of Steven Universe, of Steven Universe. Where they're, I mean, uh, you, you got the internet very excited about a crossover for three seconds, Dylan. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Like, why isn't this crossover happened, right? Like, the show's ending. Why didn't the Steven Universe Adventure Time crossover? And so we got the Minecraft episode. Yeah, we're getting Minecraft, but not... Yeah, anyway. That um, could be cool. The Minecraft episode could be cool? Or the yeah. Steven Universe Adventure Time? Anyway. No, um, no Adventure, the, the Adventure Time Minecraft. If Steven Universe and Adventure Time ever do a crossover, you'll be able to... You, Tumblr will be... Yeah. on that like white on rice oh yeah yeah well no but um it's uh yeah so uh, steven universe has surpassed it in terms of uh queer representation and but cartoon arc still lagging behind other networks disney's had an uh and starverse had a background characters on air uh same-sex kiss um mysticons next year will be potentially having a same-sex on air kiss between main characters if that gets and, through and, and the loud uh, house has a kid uh who grows up in a gay household and it's yeah, right yeah. out nickelodeon is or liberal. Well, if we're including that, Cartoon Network did have Clarence. Which yeah, Cartoon Network has the Clarence Loudhouse mm. equivalent. Um, right. Yeah. But it, in terms of like direct, like uh, on air kisses, like this is we're like Cartoon Network's just uh, in the Stone Age at this point. I mean, it's not like they're that far behind. All of these networks are, are bad with this, but um, considering this network has the gayest show on TV, Steven Universe, like it's it's kind of shocking that they haven't had uh, <laughs> they haven't had been more explicit with this. Um, okay. Anyway, I'm, this will be a, a topic we're tracking. Yeah. This, this is pressure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's already, it already made yeah, it. Yeah, pressure for uh, things that are already Yeah, done, they already but... made the episodes. But, yeah, I must admit, I am, I am still very surprised in all this that it, once upon a time in the 1990s, U.S. cartoons were known to be more conservative than their European counterparts in U.S. kid shows. Now it seems like they're more liberal about this kind of thing. I'm like, it's uproar in England and France over a Steven Universe Pearl Rose thing. Meanwhile, in the U.S., it was crickets. I was actually pleasantly surprised at that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not just us. Uh, Europe's also pretty problematic with this. It's true. It's, yeah, they used had to be, this... but they're better. Like I, I saw a UK kids show once where they actually have people beheaded and talk about chopping off people's genitalia. I was like, okay, that's, wow, that, that's getting into the violence. sets debate. Yeah. In, in general, uh, you know, we've had European attitudes more liberal, and I think we're seeing somewhat of a reversal with that, the rise of nationalism. We can get into this whole topic. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's not just a potentially a U.S. problem, um, I think. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's let's talk about the rest of the episode. But yeah, we'll be tracking the bubble line story for sure for uh, for going into 2018 here. Um, we can talk about Peppermint Butler, Pet Butt. Is this our Pet Butt last appearance, Alex? I hope not. But <laughs> I know. I, I'm a big Pet Butt fan. Yeah, I, I liked him in this episode. He's got his cute little pointy hat while forging the sword. But by the way, the nice looking sword for Finn. Like if that's his fu- sword going into the finale, I, I, I'm I'm confident in that one surviving. Yeah, we, have, we have our new sword, the Night Sword. <laughs> yeah, the that's... Night Sword. So that, yeah. that looks pretty cool. It's, uh, but he's also still kind of a fanboy about Hunsons. <laughs> also cute seeing. He's still got his uh, underworld f- fandom intact. Yeah, I, I love a, yeah, yeah. I love a cult pet butt. That's one of my favorite plot lines the show's done. Yeah, so he, he was nice. Yeah, Sam, thumbs up on Night Sword. It was okay. I mean, you know, this is the billionth sword that Finn's had, so just yeah. another one. Yeah, <laughs> John, John not as pep- important as Grass Sword, right? Yeah, that's gone though. Yeah, John, John Peppermint Butler comments. I want Pet Butt to be the guy that ultimately kills the evil villain. I'd like, like just that. 
I love just I just love Pep Butt's contrast. He's this loyal butler on one end, and he's a dark art patrician on the next. It's it's great. It really is. It's just so it's so funny and so enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Well, need more Pep Butt. Let's let's go. Let's go. Only oh, other yeah. thing from this episode is uh, uh, one of the ghosts. I think asks the Hudson, "What do you want to eat my fries?" Um, Ouch! The necessary callback, I think, to, to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still the best. Uh, still the best Marceline song I think of the show. Sam, Ooh. what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, honestly, like I was listening to it the other day. Daddy, what do you my prize? Really good song. I don't know if it was the best one. I think okay. I'm just your problem. Is probably the best. Well, and of course, was, so uh, Sam, Sam, Sam like, when are your when are your Marceline song rankings coming out? <laughs> do you actually want me to make that when the show? Yeah, is? sure. Yeah, do it for. We'll have a, we have to have a lot of Adventure Time finale. Coverage. All right, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do that for you. Yeah. I just want to say it's really hard to top. I remember you like that. That that. Yeah, I remember you. Gets me oh yeah, yeah, songs. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, more on that. More on that as we approach the finale. Let's talk about the first investigation. Wait. It, uh, just the final thing on Marcin Hansen. Also, the only thing that's connecting this to plot, quote unquote, is Chicle being in the background. Yeah, we haven't here. talked about Chicle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, have you finally discovered the vampire girl's weaknesses? Are we making Marceline important? Like, I like Marceline. I mean, she but is important. She is important. She's important to the. I, I thought we were focusing on Finn and Jake. The uh, all right. I don't know. It, it caught me a little off guard that they're focusing in on Marceline for some reason. Yeah. She is. She's pretty powerful. Yeah. I don't know. We, we've so, had a renewed. We've had a renewed focus on Marceline between stakes and a lot of stuff recently. I, so. I guess. But in the end, did they discover her weakness? Is her weakness just uh, he? She cares about dad or what? Yeah, I was unclear if it was that or potentially. I mean, Bubblegum wasn't there. I assume like uh, Bubbline is is her ultimate weak weakness, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, t- the first investigation. Um, so I love this episode. I'm a, I want to present why I love it because I think this is a great again. Is that we're going through our finales? I think it's a great finale to the Jake and Finn past stuff with their mom and dad and. Um, we like uh, present a time loop as to how everything started. Um, and I love how everything pays off. Everything in this episode is explained at the end when they get into the Polstergeist section of the episode. At the end, Finn like spells out, I love you to uh, his parents, which we kind of saw the beginning of at the end. Um, we see like Jake's birth and uh, it's it's like true. And he's like seeing the truth about this. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the thing that's unsatisfying is the clock bear part of it. Like, I don't even know who that is. Um, but, uh, I think it was in that lady's thing. Yeah. 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 Dr. Gross. (laughs) Right. They say it in the episode. One of the dudes that escaped Dr. Gross's menagerie, but yeah. And he also appeared in a cosmic owl dream back in Hoots. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why we're bringing, uh, this random character in, but, um, other than that, like everything, like, I I think it's all like thematically cool. It all ties together. It's all, uh, and it's a good send off seeing, uh, Jake's Jake and Finn's parents again. And yeah, thumbs up. I don't know. Uh, yeah. John, what do you, I I don't remember. What'd you think of this episode? Well, I think the clock bear was a red herring personally. Um, it was, you know, yeah, they got the ghosts and all, but the real thing was the alien, space dad thing uh at the end that's the that's the big takeaway because jake's been taken jake's going off to do something with him we don't know what it is um i liked it it was interesting um it, i thought it was a good use of time of sort of like the time slip idea because the the first investigation is really them and if they're ghosts my and it was co- it's cool seeing joshua and margaret again i i don't know who voices joshua but he does a great job of sounding like a classic 50s dad um, might be ken osborne might be 
Mm. But um, it, it was okay. I mean, it was okay. I liked how they played with the scenery a little bit. My big issue from a canon standpoint, though, is that they show Jake and Finn and Jermaine as babies. Jake's supposed to be 14 years older than Finn. How on earth does that work? Dog years? Well, like, Jake's uh, only 30. Well, He's an well, adult. Oh. Jake's been an adult the whole time. Dog years. There we, we see go. that we see that when he's born, I feel like he's already older in this episode. I think that that's something that happened. Um, but yeah, it's like it's it whatever. I would have to get into the past presentations of of the two of them here. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, the J the alien dad's a, b- a big thing here, and we do actually have plot movement at the end of this when Jake goes off with alien dad and he says BRB. Um, he says uh, we have to leave, and yeah. So is Jake getting written out until the finale? Hope Question not. Mark? I kind of hope so. But, <laughs> wow, ooh. savage. Yeah, I've never liked Jake to be honest, but yeah, it's uh, wow. it's it's. I I think that I I don't buy that this is a thing that's going to be super directly addressed. Uh, because the last time we we did uh at the end of Elements when we were like, oh, Jake's blue now, it was like next episode. Oh yeah, not anymore. Like but now I, he's blue again. But now he's blue again. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not convinced this is a long term plot. But yeah, at least they leave it as a cliffhanger here. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember the a- abstract was the episode where we, uh, where he turns back from being blue, and uh, I guess the moral of that was uh, accept who you are and be okay with it. Like, was that the final lesson? Because if that is uh, what we were go- what we're going for, I guess this could be a continuation of like him going further into his uh, this, where he comes from, why he is the way he is, and. How that could be, how he can use that to help in the final battle or something along those lines. So I, I, I'm sort of interested just because the shapeshifter being your dad thing has always been interesting to me. Like, uh, huh, I wonder, well, what's up with that guy? So I, I want to see this fleshed out for at least one or two more episodes. Yeah, I, I would like conclusion to this because I was not satisfied with what we got from. Uh, mm from elements and abstract yeah so oh yeah agreed would i am glad we're approaching it again and i am i am interested like the jake aliens uh background here um yeah other other elements of this episode uh we'd kim kill in the beginning um and uh i think he was good he's still only concerned about business and uh his his guy and yeah another thing that ties back is his his associate who goes to check on it turns out it was like jake uh going crazy from the the aliens yeah, um, I, I don't know if I, if I was slow, but I didn't pick up on the time loop thing until Jake runs into the raccoon. I'm, I'm sure some some people got it earlier, but I, I didn't click with me until then. No, no, I was in the same boat, and I noticed as well on the rewatch for a fraction of a second, Jake was a ghost before he approached the raccoon, and then he became real. So I, that's when I realized, oh, okay, I get it. End is the beginning, beginning is the end sort of thing. Yeah, and they use the ghost uh, visual. I also think it's a stunning visual episode. They use the ghost to represent their like movements throughout the whole episode, um, mm. like even if they're not in the present. So at the end, you see them going up to Clockburn, and then they look back and they see them coming up. It's like it's all happening concurrently over and over. And their ghosts just uh, represent their previous and future movements in the episode. And I, I just I love stuff like that. Like this, this all really clicked for me. Um, one exchange I loved, uh, was, uh, and I, I felt personally attacked by this exchange, but from this episode was, uh, uh, Jake says, uh, yeah, I know you believe that's true, but memories distort over time. Classic false memory syndrome. Um, and uh, Finn says, maybe you're the one with false memory syndrome. And uh, Jake says, classic, uh, false memory syndrome response. 
Um, because I'm 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 always Jake in this situation. I'm like, wow, uh, stop trying to gaslight people, Dylan. No, I'm like, no, people's <laughs> memories from when they're young are not true. I'm Jake. It's like this are, these are fake memories, <laughs> and I think they were making fun of me, but I liked it. Okay. Um, are you yeah. telling me I didn't actually meet Santa at the mall? No, I think that part was. I dope. mean, you did, but he was much <laughs> fatter than you remember him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm fair. I'm fine now. Yeah, I've had this uh, this exact discussion before, so I love this. Um, it was great, and uh, yeah, the Jake also commented. It's weird they had this, or I don't remember one of them comments. It's weird they had this whole other life, and they dropped it uh, for us babies. Um, yeah, they had like this uh, su- subtle commentary on like having kids and and career and stuff. Um, but yeah, the uh, we see flashbacks of them documenting the ghosts. Um, uh, yeah, ba- babies, Jermaine, uh, Jake, and them. And the Wet Willie, we see that happen. And then it like we see we had it referenced earlier. That was great too. Um, yeah, he says, uh, "Oh snap! I guess it was me." That that's the part when you're supposed to realize it. Yeah, um, with the with the Wet Willie, and uh, we do this weird thing with Jake in the bathroom, and it like goes to the future and then the past. Um, that was interesting. Uh, we saw the uh, alien creeping on baby Jake, uh, seeing Jake, uh, Jake's birth of uh, of himself from his dad. Uh, Sam, what do you think of that sequence? Weird. Melon baby, he says. He's a melon. <laughs> Empreg. <laughs> yeah, he's Empreg. Yeah, it happened. Uh, and uh, I like Jake's yeah. little song. I forgot about it, but I like it. Hello, mommy. Hello, daddy. Yeah, yeah. great to be here today or something. Michigan J dog. He says at the end, uh, he's sucking he's sucking up all the spilled time. That doesn't sound scientific. So I thought that was good, too. Well, you know, what uh, is scientific in this world? Nothing, no. Yeah, it's all it's all magic stuff. And then, uh, yeah, Finn spells out I love you for his, his parents. So, yeah, and it, it was great. Um, and, uh, yeah, at the end, Jake concludes the birth. Is his, that was his real birth, and uh, he goes with his dad, so. His bio dad. His bio. His one of his, one of his dads. His yeah. two dads. Two dads, one mom. No. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. Uh, well, so we'll it's see. really two. It's really two dads, zero mom. Yeah, actually, kind of the mom's not really involved. Yeah, so just, yeah. Uh, Come on, step step parents are very vital to a yeah step parent yeah I, I, step mom. Jake mom. is the first baby conceived of gay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Seahorses Bi- biologically, yeah. Um, but seahorses, yeah. Okay, so I, I liked, yeah. I liked, I liked how they were able to work in a nice spaceballs reference, though, with his birth. What was the what was the spaceballs reference here? Well, it's the well, it's the fact well, that he spaceballs emerged referencing from... alien. Yeah, it's spaceballs referencing alien. It's when okay. in spaceballs the alien comes out of John Hurt and he just starts singing, "Hello, my dad." Okay, what was yeah. it? It's, Hello, Hello, my darling. Hello, And then more, and then Barf and uh, Lone Star just go check, please. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting show, Adventure Time, with these references. But um, yeah, there it you go. You, it uh, takes a while, but you kind of appreciate the fact that they exist because they know that older people watch it and they will get them straight. They'll get them eventually. Yeah, I agree. So th- I'm very thumbs up on First Investigation. Any other um, any other final thoughts on the episode? Nah. I, I don't know if this is. It kind of feels like a slightly better version of Orb. The Orb was that weird dream episode we had before Elements. Uh, they were uh, they met like the nightmare monster, or whatever. But it kind of feels like a slightly better version. But still, it feels like a bunch of elements that you're throwing out, and it's I'm not really clear on what actually happened. 
like yeah, that, that, that you're, you're bad with i think you're bad with time so i'm very clear on what happened here i think it all yeah. tied together i don't think this is orbital orb was just very abstract and didn't have a real plot i think this was had a very concrete plot yeah um, th- like, this felt similar similarly abstract to to me in the viewing process and I, i'm still not get, getting a hold on whether this was like there were parts i enjoyed there are parts i was like huh and uh, and it, it just felt a bit over my head personally yeah, I think on rewatch, you see uh, just literally everything that happens in the episode in the beginning happens at the end. So, like, you see the cause and effect. Yeah, like, cause... You, you, you get the basic premise of the episode. That That's true. I, I Yeah, I, I really love how they handled cause and effect. I think it was all very, yeah. You, I'm frustrated a lot of times with Adventure Time being too abstract, like with Orb, but this was not for me. This was one of the more plotty episodes I think the show's had, to be honest. And yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I get I get what Alice is saying, though, too. This is definitely one of their it is it is definitely an attempt at extract. But yeah, unlike or unlike Orb is a bit more conservative. It's not straight linear, but at the same time, it's not so wild that the plot can't come out. And that, that it was handled. It was it struck that right balance between experimental and. Clear. Orb is not attempting to have a plot, like a linear plot. Like it is just throwing some concepts out. Uh, yeah, this see, episode, I, I, it, at least I didn't feel that this one was aiming for a linear plot either. It's more circular than anything. Right. I end it, up like in it's, the it's, same a place. Cir- it's like a circular plot, but it it has it has a narrative that all ties together. Like yeah, it's, um, it sort of it is, it's of... kind of standard to be honest about this type of story. Like uh, you know things things that happen, you see them explained later or through time travel. Like yeah, I, and I liked Adventure Time's interpretation of it. Yeah. A better comparison would probably be that episode where they bring Prismo back. I forgot the name of it. Is but, that yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where, where they're going around, it's just it's a it's entirely circular. Up, but you could still follow the plot eventually. But that this was a little bit more toned down. That one was more like abrupt stop, right at the end. So I re- I really like that episode. Yeah, I actually no. like that one though. I did okay. too, that's but I did too. But it took me like six, seven, eight viewings to fully appreciate it. <laughs> Those are, those are the best uh, best episodes of TV. Okay. Anyway, um, Sam, overall uh, thoughts on the four episodes? Uh, thumbs up. You know, it could have been better, but could have been worse. Uh, can't wait to see where we go next. Hopefully more uh, grander pastures. More great. Yeah, agree. More grander pastures. Alex, closing thoughts. Yeah, gen- generally good bomb. I I think uh, after talking to Sad, I think Marcy and Hunson ends up being my my favorite of of this group. Uh, Seventeen is fine. The first investigation has okay moments, uh, and uh, all in all, it's uh, it, it's a good group of episodes, and definitely definitely feels a lot more like we're setting up stuff still uh, that rather than focusing in the moment, uh, especially with the first investigation. But uh, I am just kind of uh, savoring any last uh, taste of Adventure Time that we're going to get in these final months. We hope we hope months and not uh, more than that. But yeah, years. Uh, John, uh, closing thoughts. A well-balanced mix of episodes and leaves you wanting more. And that's what we want uh, from Adventure Time now. Yeah. I'm much more bullish on the show, uh, the show's ending after these four than I was after uh, the last four, batch of four or even the episodes previous to the uh, the episodes, uh, the five previous to that, or even elements. Like, I think I like this the most since Islands, I think, this group of episodes. Is that an absurd statement, Alex? 
Um, no, I, I do think in terms of groups, like if we're excluding miniseries, uh, I, I think that this is the strongest group. I do want to say that of the of the latest season, I think Bonnebel Bubblegum is still the best episode. Yeah, that, that was the standout of that group. But in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, um, in terms of grouping, that definitely this was a bit more consistent than previous episodes. Uh, see, always Bemo closing and Son of Rap Bear. <laughs> Yeah, we only get back in the center after that was an interesting episode. That, that, those were those are also finale episodes. Yeah, those are not those. Were yeah, like, we're uh, never going to see Flame Princess again. R.I.P. I really hope that wasn't the Flame Princess. Uh, tonight, but it probably was. That that, that, hurt, that hurts my heart. If that's I need, the last I need one. more Flame Princess. Okay, um, this was our uh, our Huntress Wizard finale though. Aww. <laughs> seventeen. No, we are setting up oh. a Finn Huntress Wizard kiss in the finale. If we're they do a Finn no. Huntress Wizard kiss without a <laughs> bubbling kiss, like, no. oh my god. No, oh, yeah, no, no, no. no. Finn Huntress Wizard wedding. Yeah, that's eh, the fanfic that's ending far. to Adventure Time. No, they're, no, they're going to flash forward seven years and they're going to get married. Like, if we do a flash forward and Marceline and Bubblegum are living together, that's cool by me. They're uh, not going to do it. They're not doing a flash forward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do think it's... The animated series will talk about the virtues of heteromance until the day is dead. But, you know, God forbid we have some sort of gay thing happen. Jesus I Christ. Ra- I round Sam with that possibility. How about, how about Starchy and Root Beer Guy? <laughs> yeah, sure, where's Root Beer Guy? Where's that. our Root Beer Guy finale? That's true. I don't know. What's the last of him? Uh, I, I ship that, Starchy he, and Root Beer Guy. Anyway. He's um, Dirt Beer Guy now. Is Did they change him? Yeah, he's yeah, dirt he's, beer. He got resurrected. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, they zombied him. Yeah, basically, yeah, root true. beer guy. Okay. Anyway, yeah, he was just the same thing. Okay. So that's all for our talk on these four episodes. Let us know what you thought um, in the comments uh, on our website, overlandman.com, YouTube comments, um, and uh, subscribe on iTunes or YouTube. Uh, whenever we'll be back about Adventure Time, uh, the finale, Come Along With Me, is apparently what it's called. So. Yeah. And apparently it's four episodes. So mm. Wait, uh, oh. to be determined. It's not not hundred percent clear, but that's what. Yeah. So everybody's uh, just gonna go live with the shapeshifter dad is what I come along with me. Uh, parentheses shapeshifter dad. That's your interpretation it's... of that title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should be noted. That's also the title of the outro song. So, right. oh yeah, yeah, are yeah, there, yeah. Are are there clues? Yeah, we just have to watch the B sequence a hundred times, then we'll figure it out. Uh, Justin is. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a uh, te- telepathic connection from Justin. Does that mean that Breezy is going to be in the finale? Oh my god! <laughs> is is that no? I think we're done with. Okay. On the anyway. other hand, if you gave it to Tree Trunks, you, you might. Okay, okay, get out of here. Tree Trunks is an iconic Tree character. Is more important oh than Breezy. God. Oh my god. Okay. In conclusion, uh, Tree Trunks is the uh, greatest animated character of the 21st century. Okay. Lies. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the conclusion. So let us know what you thought. Uh, some talk with us about Adventure Time on Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. And uh, consider becoming a Patreon, uh, patron at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast. Uh, Michael, a.k.a. Mickey. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Uh, check out uh, overlyanimated.com for all of our other animated content. Ton of stuff. Um, and uh, a lot of very things. Excited. A lot of things. Very excited for Adventure Time. To con- one of- Adventure Time, one of the biggest animation headlines going into 2018. Uh, what's, what's the last eight and uh, the Minecraft episode going to be? The Minecraft episode is the big headline, right? I, I um, guess. It's going to be non canon. It's very important to 12 year olds, I'm sure. Yeah. Minecraft? Yeah, important. It's right. important to Rick. 
That is important to her. It's it's important to Morty and uh, Rick was making fun of it. Okay, there you go. Tell Thanks, us in sir. the comments if you've ever played Minecraft. No, please don't. <laughs> I actually please share with us your mining and great temples you Save built. that for the... We'd say, we're going to have to cover the advent, the Minecraft episode. You can yeah, save that for that one. Yeah, okay, that sucks. Okay. I've, I've played it like maybe once or twice. Oh my god. My brother uh, we, will li- we will live podcast the episode from inside the Minecraft universe. Yeah, we'll give you our like our little avatar guys and we'll be like talking. I don't know. Yeah, no. Pass. Okay, so thanks for yeah, listening, guys. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye.